0: G'day and welcome to Formula Bums, and today we are reviewing the Hungarian Grand Prix.
1: Congratulations, you got it right. I got it right. It's two in a row.
0: Yes, it is. It's two in a row. I've been practicing. With me is Andy and Reese. How are you, gentlemen? I'm good. I'm great. I'm back. You're back? You've taken a couple I off. I have. I've been busy. Dave came by. I don't know if you've heard. Dave yeah, yeah, is heard allegedly that. back as well. Yeah, yeah. I listened
1: to that He's podcast. He's gone again, though. Yeah. It's shocking because Mercedes is on the podium. You'd think he would have been here.
0: Not even a message, I don't think. Weak. <laughs> what do you guys take away from the Hungarian Grand Prix? Where's Where's your head at on the whole situation?
1: I think Alpine need to slap on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a very niche interpretation
1: of the weekend, Reese. <laughs> what's As your I only takeaway. Take <laughs> the
0: whole takeaway, Reese. Your takeaway on the five days of Hungary.
2: I enjoyed Rebans. the race. Well, it was wasn't the best race, but from past Hungarian races, um, I think it was. There was a lot more overtakes than everyone expected.
0: It was better. When you look at it from like a raw racing standpoint of like, were the cars quick and could they get past each other?
1: Yeah.
2: The weather was still rubbish.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> Only it, it could have rained.
0: We had a bit, but just never right at the times we wanted. Yeah. It, was all, it always missed
2: most of the sessions except for FP3. Still got a major spin in the race, which was pretty we interesting. Did. He's getting pretty good at his 360s. We did. I enjoyed it.
0: I thought it was... Look, it wasn't to the standard of Austria or Silverstone, but if you put it up against Paul card, I can tell you which is the better race. Hundred percent Hungary, yeah, far better. Definitely. And look, we, we this is another one of those tracks where we're like it could be fine racing or it could be absolutely atrocious. This is one that has been improved with the new regulations. It got a pass. Yeah, yeah, more than more than happy with it. We do have some big news to talk about, and this one, I think, proves why we're some of the worst. F1 journalists in the world that...
1: No, I think it proves we're great because while we were recording, we didn't check our phones and didn't see the news.
0: That Seb Vettel made an Instagram account, decided that the only post he was putting on there was his retirement announcement while we
1: were mid-episode last week. Literally, the re- we were mid-recording and he dropped the announcement and we, being professionals, chose not to check our phones on it. <laughs> and we missed it. And we completely missed it. so yeah. Seb is retiring. Makes your dad happy.
0: I, think, I guess so. I haven't <laughs> spoken to him about it. He hates him. I'm sure he is happy. I'm, I'm sad. A little bit sad.
1: Yeah. I'm a little bit sad. sad. When I seen it, I actually shed a tear. I was just like, no, sad.
0: I right, look. Let's be real. Best best heel flip in the history of the sport. That We've man was s- the villain. Yeah. That man's now the hero. Could have been
2: in WWE. He Probably. really could have been. Yep.
0: Absolutely the uh, the turn he's managed to pull off. Do I think it's the right time? Considering the car is in, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, the right time. Definitely it's the time right time to step back.
2: I saw some stats coming out about it, and this is like the worst he's ever been. It's the lowest positions he's ever performed, and it's this. It wouldn't be. It's not fair.
1: Yeah,
0: you missed it back in the day. No one could beat Seb. Yeah,
1: he's a four-time like, world champion. I I give one of those championships due to the fact Paul Doresta fucked it into the wall though. But he's he's won. No one wins clean in F one. (laughs) He's
2: the third. He's won the third most races in F one under Lewis and Michael Schumacher.
0: Yeah. No. He is one of the one of the best
3: motorsport races. He's a legend. Yeah.
0: Already. So it'd be kind of
1: interesting to see what he does next. He's. Clearly up to something. He said, hashtag, there's still a race to win. I think that race is the race to save the planet. I think
0: so. It's definitely, oh. It's. he's not going to fade into He's obscurity. not going to win in an, <laughs> an Aston Martin, no. that's for sure. No,
2: that's what I was at. What? <laughs> there's
0: one more race to win. He's like, tour de France. He's switching <laughs> codes. But yeah, look, collective sadness around the F1 world with him announcing his retirement, I but also
1: like, good stuff. What a career to celebrate! I think Lewis put it best. He's just he's made the sport more lonely for him next year because he won't have his friend there anymore. Well, definitely too. Definitely, he we're was running those, out. We're was, running out of old people. And plus, Lewis, like Lewis and Seb's friendship blossomed, and they both have the same views of protecting the environment. And they both actually do stuff. For yeah, it they both too. actually do it. So that now it's one less. And I think I think it was Natalie Pinkman or someone on Twitter. She asked Seb the week before he created the Instagram account. I was like, who's going to take over the humanitarian stuff when you retire? And he said Instagram. So I reckon that Instagram is going to have <laughs> a lot of posting next year. It, 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 look, it's going to be interesting to see.
0: Just yeah, all right. It really for me, my big takeaway on it is it, it just shakes up the driver market for next year. Yeah. That's in reality. What does this mean for the sport? that we care about, it means, well, there's another seat available that we didn't
1: think was going to come up. So I I had a shower thought this morning, and I've I've come together with my driver lineup for next year for every team. So we know that the following is correct. Mercedes is the same. Red Bull's going to be the same. McLaren's going to be the same at this stage. Alfa Romeo's going to remain the same. Alpine is looking to remain the same because this week, apparently, it will be announced Alonso signed a, A one-year contract with an option for a second year. Yep. That's going to come out. So it comes down to Haas, Aston, Williams. Alphitore. And Alphitore. So here's what I'm thinking. Haas, the other rumor I've heard too is that Mick Schumacher is not going to re-sign with the Ferrari Driver Academy. Yep. So he may move into that Aston seat, but I have a better driver for that later. So in my theory, he will re-sign. He will stay at Haas, and if he doesn't, Giovinazzi will move into that seat, is the rumour. Okay, keep going. Williams, we're going to have Alexander Albon, Oscar Piastri, and they're going to move to a Renault engine. Alpha Tauri, we're going to have Pierre Gasly, and probably Liam Lawson. I think he will make the jump. And Aston, I've been putting a lot of thought into this, and I think the Mink one makes sense. However... There's only one real driver you can put with Lance Stroll. If you say Latifi, I'm going to disagree with you real hard. It can't be. I was going to say Goat Tifi. It can't be. You can have the worst team on the grid. You can have Sir <laughs> Lancelot and Crash Tifi in the same team and see how much that build costs. How much of that driver budget will just go into crashes? A, a lot. Look, <laughs> Come on, no Think way. about it. Just think about it for five minutes and be like, yes, that is a fantastic lineup. I think it'd be good for a couple of weeks. Yeah, like, because after that they they've wasted their budget cap, so they can't race anymore. But look,
0: I'm I think the Aston Martin road cars are some of the best cars ever made.
1: Yeah, and why wouldn't you have Nicholas Latifi represent? Because I want the Aston team to do somewhat good. He d- he got P one in FP three. Doesn't <sighs> count. It doesn't. Care, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Albon got P three. There was ca- something exa- exa- in that Williams in one in one condition.
0: Yeah, and I think it was every other team was racing a different program. Like, <laughs> I don't think Williams runs the same programs that the other teams do so they can get the occasional, hey, we came third fastest in the session. It's like, cool, you guys were on quality spec. Everyone else was running on the hards doing a long race rate. Like, nah, data gathering.
1: You know what? It's hashtag I am, I- what is it, I am F1? Hashtag so- I am in the wall. Yeah. Basically, that's what that team's come in next year because Nicholas Latifi will partner Lance Stroll because there's no other driver that can move into that seat and be second-rate to Lance Stroll. It's true. So you're literally going like, okay, you think they're going to bring in the wooden duck? So
0: it's like, see, Stroll's not that bad. Yes. Okay, so you're thinking evil mach- machinations from Stroll. Like, I am
1: Lawrence thinking Stroll. like Lawrence Stroll. He's like, my son needs to look better. Everyone in the media hates him. How do I do that? Let's bring in someone who drives just as bad as him. Right. Okay. I didn't and consider you, it that way because I thought from. And the, if you want to go even worse, let's bring Nikita Mazepin back. Well,
0: that was the next s- step. Is like, well, we know who the reserve driver is, um, but thinking from like the Aston Martin team principles perspective, it's like, what Mike Crack? Yeah, Mike Crack. Who are our? Who are the legitimate ones? Yeah, who's who's legitimate <laughs> okay. to bring in? Like the legitimate ones? Because none of us. I don't think any of us were considering having an open Aston seat. At the end of this season, it wasn't really
1: an option, was it? It could have been an option. I've, I've been thinking for a few weeks. Maybe yeah. this is Seb's last year. I think I've said it. Yes, once. but you didn't say anything I about it. I think I might have said <laughs> once. I'm like, mm. I've been questionable on it, but I think the actual well, whatever next big bombshell comes up, I've been thinking about that one as well. <laughs> whatever that may be, I've thought about it. Fair enough. But what I'm, th- if we want to look at Aston Martin's real options, Seb's come out and said that he wants Mick in that seat. He wants Mick to move into that seat. So he also wants Mick to have a bad career. Then he's like, yeah, I, I guess. Sorry, but I just can't see that happening. He knows the Haas car. He's
2: getting familiar with it. I
1: understand that, but if he doesn't resign the Ferrari Driver Academy, yeah. he won't have that Haas seat. No. So if that falls through and Mick does resign, stays at Haas, the other second, like the really big push, is going to be for Nico Hulkenberg. Yeah, I'd be more okay with seeing Hulk come back. That's a big into that seat. That's a. I reckon that
2: could happen, but I reckon. You're more likely
1: to put a younger person in there. No, I reckon Lawrence is going to want an older person in there, someone with just as much experience, because Lance can't build a car. Yeah, but can Hulkenberg? Hulkenberg developed the Renault for three or four years before Danny Ric got there.
0: Look, Nico probably can't develop a car who's better as some of the other options or other people on the grid.
1: If Nico comes back, it won't be a long term option. It'll, no, be it'll be two years max. Two years. Max. Yeah,
0: two years. That being said, I don't know if there's anyone available who can build a car better than Nico at this stage either. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's got a—he doesn't have a stellar record of performances whatsoever, and we can attribute a lot of that to the cars and teams he's driven in. But he's familiar with that team. He's familiar with the team. He has definitely earned the right to be in the discussion with his ability to fill in for them. I would say he could probably drive the car as well as Seb has been driving it recently. Yeah. I don't... You know what I mean? Seb's he, not driving in championship form. He's... In my mind, he's the only experienced driver in the wings that you could realistically bring in at the moment.
2: When he was subbing in for Seb at the start of the Go year, t- he did. <laughs> he's he
1: not coming Bring in. the goat in. I'm no, calling it.
2: You can't bring him in. I wouldn't be. He did better than Stroll at the start of the year. I reckon. That's not hard.
1: A wet brick could do better than Stroll. Yeah, but Latifi's a wet brick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I know. He's not coming to the team. No way in hell. I'm calling it now. I can't wait for
1: them to announce it. surely not. <laughs> I, I can just say, it, because of the money he brings with the LaVassa coffee, he could 100% come in. If he brings enough money, Lawrence doesn't have to spend as much money on his shit team. Like, the money. It's the money. About the money. It's all about the almighty. The I, just, the I don't think it's happening. That's it.
0: I'm just saying, I don't see Latifi jumping into the
2: Aston team. But it's not jumping... It's getting cut and falling.
0: Not really. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> at that point, <laughs> you're just jumping from the fire pit to
2: the coal pit. It's like, I'm still burning to death, but one has more going on, slightly. It will make it interesting at the. When do they kind of announce this kind of stuff? Is Who it?
1: knows? Any yeah. Mid season break? No. no <laughs> maybe. I don't but think it'll be during the mid season break. I what think if Piastri goes? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking <laughs> that's that. not going to happen. No, I Al- don't think so. I don't see Alpine releasing. Uh, Oscar Piastri to any team other than Williams due to the fact they don't want to pass it on to a competitive team.
0: Exactly. And there's the whole engine what, switch. What happens leverage.
1: if Aston gets Renault engines? I don't see that happening. No. Okay. La- Lawrence really wants that Mercedes. And there Renault was that engine.
0: whole weird insider trading, how you go on stock sharing thing that happened what last year between the Mercedes ownership and Toto yeah. and the Stroll family. So there is business. Between those two as well. Nothing ever really came of that, which makes me think that nothing really was. Holy shit.
1: Run. No, stop. What? Breaking news. <laughs> no, dead set breaking <laughs> news. Fernando Alonso has just signed with Aston Martin. I'm not shitting you.
0: Uh, do we? Can we get our
1: phones out and check? I, I've got it up. It's official. Which means Piastri's in it.
3: Multi- Alpine next year.
1: A Piastri will be at Alpine. Multi-year contract for Alonso at Aston Martin next year. Whoa. All right, well, that solves that whole discussion. <laughs> I told y'all he wasn't, Latifi wasn't going. I'm heartbroken for Goat Tifi. you nah, yours are idiots. I'm also heartbroken for Alonso. Can it? Alcon screwed him over so much last night that he had to go to Aston. Goes, Fuck you guys. I'm out of here.
0: Well, you know he's going to be the top driver wherever he goes. Why,
1: though? Alpine's getting better. Yeah. It's got to be because of Piastri has to be. It has to be Piastri going into that seat now, which means Logan Sargent will probably come up to the Williams seat or Latifi will sign on for another year, but I just That's don't see that strange. happening.
2: Because I swear he dis- was signing for another year.
1: Yeah, I've seen literally <laughs> on, <laughs> last night there was a tweet go out that Alonso was going to announce his Alpine contract next week. <laughs> it was one year plus pla- uh, an yeah. option for a second year.
2: That's what I heard.
0: Dodgers Latifi was going Aston. Well, how's that? We uh, we actually got the break. I was this actually time. sitting there when we were having that discussion. I was thinking that it was probably <laughs> going to be Alonzo going on there. <laughs> Why did <laughs> <I was> just, <laughs> you say it? Because uh, I don't, clearly, talking to you, you don't have to say shit for you to think <laughs> of it first. That's what I've learned today. <laughs> I knew this was happening.
1: Should I just like cut in all the times we've said that maybe this is Seb's last year now? Yeah, I reckon I've said it at least <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> I don't remember. Jack makes up stories. I'm fucking shocked. I'm shocked. Big mix-up in the uh, driver market yeah. today. Then,
2: quick announcement before the it, oh no, it is before break. we
1: got done making fun of Aston Alonso ruined our time. It is in the mid-session break, like I predicted. There you go. <laughs> I didn't think it'd be this quick. No, ne- nor nor did I. I thought
0: there was going to be like we'd see a couple of juniors come in and have a test, maybe.
1: But hey, there you go. Should we talk about the weekend we just had, though? I need a moment to just. You're still Process Process this. I can't believe
2: he's leaving the Alpine. And so that means Oscar's having a seat, surely. Oscar 100%. will
1: 100% have that seat at Alpine and he'll probably get announced in the next hour. Check now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just do a good check. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's just. First of all, I'm, sh- I'm glad we got that one. That's good.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was going so well.
1: What? O- Ocon scarred him last night. That's got to be it. He was just like... I don't even know if it was more
0: of a thing around like Ocon and Alonso having any issues. I think it was more along the way of Alonso being like, well, I can just like... It, it's not a huge difference. I don't think he's hungry for another world championship as much as... Definitely
1: not if he's going to Aston. You
0: know what I mean? Like, not as much as a lot of like... We joke about, like, how
2: hungry he is for another one. I think he's just happy being back cruising,
0: doing
1: what...
2: Surely Ocon's a better teammate than Stroll. I would hate to be Stroll's teammate.
1: Maybe he knows he's quicker than Stroll, so he he won't have to deal with him.
0: Yeah, or it's just that thing of being like, yeah, he'll be annoying, but competitively not frustrating whatsoever. And with what they'll what you're paying for Fernando Alonso too, like this is going to be an expensive deal coming across. Yeah. So it'll
1: have to be a lot of money going there.
0: Yep. And then, you know, Alonso, you can say that Alonso might not have a good record of building a car. He's definitely good at driving them very, very fast. But as for making them much faster, I think Aston's going to be exactly where they are for the next two, three years. That's what we're going to see now. It's going to be Fernando cruising around, occasionally he'll pump into like a Q3 situation. Everyone will be heap stoked. For the most part, train driving round the back.
1: Can't believe it. Let's talk about Hungary, though. We just had that race. We did, actually, can we just mention one more piece of news? Yeah, uh, if you d- want. We have missed. Uh, apparently it was announced at the Paul Ricard circuit that this was the last Paul Ricard race. If the French Grand Prix stays on the calendar, it will not be held there. It was announced over the PA systems. Thanks, Josh Ravel, Pointed that out to me. I think that's a smart decision. Like, it's not cancelling the French
0: Grand Prix as an idea, but it's saying, like, this track hasn't really done it for us for years. It's clearly with the new regulations. It hasn't gotten much better. Let's look elsewhere. I hope we see that with some other tracks. But I also don't want this to be, like, a false, like... We're like, see, they are listening to us. I reckon they looked at me and, like, look, the racing's boring and... It only seats this amount of people, and we only made this much on ad revenue, so
2: let's uh, move this show on the road. What's like, the other... Is there two more options in France?
1: So, Josh Ravel did a, a really good video on it. So, the other options are following. It's uh, the Magni Core Circuit. However, it's just as narrow. The pit lane's really narrow, and it's not that great for racing as well, apparently. Uh, there's a few other courses around that aren't F1 spec that they'll need to upgrade to get there. Including, apparently, Le Mans is not F1 spec. Needs a little bit of an update. Yeah. But, yeah, he was talking about the Bugatti circuit, and the last time F1 raced there, pretty shit. Was that, the Bugatti circuit's the Le Mans. Yeah, yeah. The Le- not the South circuit. Yeah. The South circuit's the one they did the 24-hour race on. Impossible to do. It's too big, and yeah. the cars blow up down the main straight. But doing it at the Bugatti circuit, potentially, but upgrades would be required. The other option, which I don't agree with, ...is a street race. You love street races, though. <laughs> oh, <that's
0: laughs> fucking... Ah! The yeah. reason we
1: don't like Paul Ricard is it's a sleeper
0: street race. It's got everything that looks like a circuit track... ...and then they just follow each other around the whole time... ...like a street race anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the options are uh street race in Nice... ...or potentially the Paris-Apris circuit as well. Neither of those are a good option. If you're going to have it, have it as a circuit. And if you're going to spend the money to build a street circuit... Why don't you just upgrade one of the better circuits that you got in the may area? May as well,
0: may as well. Like we know, street circuits are the w- well we know street circuits are probably the least interesting as a race.
1: Nobody and likes the street circuit. With, yeah, oh, I with, like
2: street circuits.
0: I like some, <laughs> some. Yeah, we have enough. Do I think we need more? No, no, God, no. Maybe we take this opportunity to knock France off for a couple of years and be like, let's just double spar Force some to build a better circuit. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And then, you know, it gives places like Spa, which is a perfect circuit, option to stay
1: for a couple of years until France can get their ones up to spec. If they dare you say stay for a couple of years, it should just be permanent on the calendar. Oh, you
2: know I agree with that. It's historic. But if they cut Spa and make Francis Street Circuit instead, I'll be I'll be fucking pissed.
0: It's the worst. Out of like the four options you could pick on the chart, (laughs) it's the (laughs) worst of both. It's like Get rid of a beloved one and bring back the worst type of race in the
1: in a country that we're like hasn't had good racing in years. Exactly. Also, just imagine the pandemonium if Monaco stays on. If you got a street circuit in France and then a street circuit in Monaco, France will want to have a better street circuit. Yeah, exactly. And they
0: do. They do screw with each other exactly around Grand Prix time. The two nations.
1: So, so my solution is let's bring Spa back. Yeah, hundred
0: percent. Bring Spa back. And that should fix most problems everyone has. And also (laughs) kicks house out of the comp. Always, they've got to go. And we'll start with a little bit of qualifying. Sort of, I'm going to say, was
1: it like damp to start? A little damp, maybe a little. It was enough to run dry tires though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't too bad. It was
0: definitely cold. Very cold. Yeah, very cold. Better than so. First two practices were. Similar climate to the race day, Free Practice 3 was soaking wet, yeah. and then it was into qualifying that afternoon. So, it was drying post-race, like post-session, post-rain. However, still, I'd say, a little bit of gunk out on the track. It made it
2: semi-interesting. It definitely washed the rubber off. It did. So, it made it, yeah. Yeah
0: my big takeaways were that the McLaren certainly looked really pacey in qualifying and that the Mercedes 2 looked relatively dominant that's like Q1 specifically in that first is it like 12 and a half minutes they run Q1 for something like that I guess it's 18. 18 yeah 18 for Q1 those
2: those two teams particularly stood out to me like they were doing something and Toto said after Q1 and their, their results, They were like, were you surprised with what happened? And he said, no. After Q1, we kind of saw the data and we saw how good we were at pace. And we were kind of predicting something like that would happen or could happen.
0: Yep. Little bit of uh, track infringements, knocking a few people down
1: the pegs. But it was a remarkably... Well, track infringements cost Pierre. Cost Pierre. Pierre ended up out in Q1 because of it. And we could say
0: sort of Checo as well, even though he's... General pace let him down as well. Yeah, because he got
1: really good at one lap pace at Hungary. To begin no, with.
0: no, and it is as they said numerous times through the weekend. If you mess up one of the corners, you've messed up the next three or four. Like you very much need to get your braking zone for corner one right, and then nail every apex throughout the whole lap. Otherwise, you're going to lose three tenths randomly, and then you're out of qualifying. Exactly. I did. I did notice though that. This weekend in particular, a lot of the teammates were really next to each other, either in like qualifying position or time splits. So we had near the top, the Ferraris quite quick and they were right next to each other. The Red Bulls had a, a pace difference, but the Mercedes were right next to each other. The McLarens are only separated by
1: a tenth or two. What down do the you mean? By that? the end of it, the Red Bulls were right together. Yeah,
0: by right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> by right at the end. Uh I did have the fastest lap in Q1 was a 118.37 compared to the fastest lap of a
1: 117.3. So I the, just, still a the second there. About it, yeah. Like, a yeah, yeah, second between Q1 and Q3. The truck yeah. really heated up and they got
2: faster and faster. The truck
0: evolution was
2: really quick.
0: Yeah. Especially this weekend. Eliminated in Q1 were pretty much the usual suspects. We had Latifi coming in last. Gasly, that was a track limits violation. Oh, was he was in, he was P seven. otherwise, yeah. And again, with Pierre, it's just the story of his season this year. Just not been a good year. Not quite being anywhere you need. Like really, really good lap. Missed it by a couple of millimeters of your tire going over. Completely changed the shape of your weekend. Uh, Albon and Sonoda.
1: Wasn't there a Vettel as well? Yeah, and
0: Vettel in the middle too. But he he's retired. <laughs> he's retired, so it doesn't matter anymore.
1: I feel really bad for Seb because when he when they cut to the post-Q1 radio, he sounded genuinely dejected because he spent so much time putting that car back together to help the engineers after he made the mistake in FP3.
0: Very true. And those three cars that were closest to being eliminated were, were out by less than a tenth of a second. He was yeah. out by like 0.97. No, he was out by oh. Not, six something. Six, so he was six 100s, 100s out. and there was three or four of them that were only a couple of 100s from being right in there. This was a particularly close qualifying from start to finish. Like from first to 20th was, again, just over a second. It's not surprising some races that's two to two and a half seconds. Everyone was right there. Q2, not... Really, Q2's fine. It's, just, it's shuffling out a few of the lower people. That's kind of it. The big boys all just pop it up on. Everyone gets it sorted. We had, in 15th, Mick, Mick got eliminated. Uh, Stroll in front of him, Magnussen, Joe, and Perez.
2: Perez was a big shock to me.
0: Perez is, oh, like that's the big story of qualifying, is one of the Red Bulls doing a Red Bull of a couple of years ago of sneaking only into the top ends of Q2. Because that's really where Pierre and Albon sat with their qualifiers for the most part.
1: I think it was just an off weekend. He, he's notoriously bad around Hungary with one, one lap pace. We can't jot this down as, oh, is he going to move into that Pierre role anymore? No, he won't. No, He'll be at the top of the table at the next race. Oh, 100%.
0: This is, this is just what it was. It was like, oh, crap, you made a mistake. He did say on his last fast lap that Magnussen did get in his way a little he bit. He did. And again, if that's two tenths and the grid's only separated by a second total, five, six places. So you're back a a good chunk there. I did notice, though, that the Haas here, so this is where we saw the Haas's step out. K-Mag got his about five tenths quicker than Mix. So if you can just say, like, the upgrades they've slapped on and haven't really figured out is worth about five tenths already, clearly a faster Haas they've designed and better results. Exactly. It's going to take a couple of weeks. And now they've got that time off. They can
1: fiddle with it as much as they like. They've got a small shutdown period in the middle. There's two weeks coming up that they can't do anything. So they get a week before and a week. I think it's maybe a couple of days after.
0: Yep. Um, And it was interesting. This is the first time all year that we've had the FIA reinstate a deleted lap time. When did that happen? So Checo got undeleted for track limits. And Brundle and Crofty instantly picked up on They're Like, no, that looked like you stayed in. Checo's... Engineer and then the sporting director for Red Bulls reached out, mean like, mate, we don't think that was a the thing. They checked; he stayed within the lines they reinstated. It was a slow lap anyway. Fair enough. It was like <laughs> it was his fastest lap, wasn't it? It was <laughs> his fastest lap he put in, but it was still a slow really? lap for the for the Red Bull for the yeah. Red Bulls, which is why he dropped down to eleventh. And then we had Q three, which is the shootout. It's always a good time. Anyone had any
1: particular takeaways from that? You called it with Max. Told you engine troubles were happening. He didn't he didn't like the NF because of it, but he was a slipping clutch, I believe. S-
0: yeah, slipping clutch for them, although I know the Ferraris had some clutch issues.
1: The both Red Bulls and Pierre had some of their control electronics changed. However, because it was still within their allotment for Red Bull, they didn't call for penalty, but Paul Pierre had to start from the pit lane because it was his third one.
0: But when you were starting from 19th anyway, a
1: big whoop. Big whoop back And there. then if you look at how quickly he caught up to Latifi by about turn five, he was already on his ass. Yep. And also,
0: if this was a hot race, we might have seen the Red Bulls go because they weren't happy. I, I just wanted to be right about calling. Happy? Uh, they were having some slight issues with a bit of power for Max's. That's why he qualified, what, 9th? 10th. 10th.
1: Yeah. He just couldn't get the power down. The car wasn't operating. And like, he was just, you know, they, they told him to turn the spale sensor to 21-2-1. Yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't work, and he just, yeah, he had to abort the lap on his last flying lap. Yeah, yeah. Same yep. as Lewis did. Lewis
0: had DRS issue, couldn't get that to open,
1: and he just, yeah, he
0: also didn't come out. So we saw a couple of people out of position, but for the most part, it was rarely expected. The big surprise was George Russell putting together the fastest lap of the session. Bloody squid ruining oh. the Saints' day. Second poll for science would have been perfect Would have been better for me I would have liked it I was um, happy
2: to see him get his first poll there.
0: It was nice but he's, he's a squid <laughs> Yeah, we don't like his personality huge man. It was. It's always
1: nice to see someone get their first did, win or poll Did, did you, you poll? see the, the press conference after And how dejected and upset both the Ferraris Look, well, ch- uh, George not reading the room had a big smile on his face <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, mate, read the room They're both depressed, shut up I mean, I I, I kind of get it. He
0: didn't set a purple sector though.
1: Yeah, that's what on on his qualifying laps, which what? is why Carlos's lap was better. It's <laughs> literally why Car- Carlos got one purple sector. I'm like, he deserves it.
0: I would have liked to see a Ferrari pole position, but Mercedes. Wouldn't this is help a- them. No, not at all. <laughs> no, nothing can help Ferrari anymore. Nothing. <laughs> Maybe a new, not new even strategist. <laughs> I don't need at this point.
1: I don't know.
2: Yeah, at at this point I reckon Max is going to run away
1: with it. Oh, he's they asked they actually asked um, Christian Horner about that over the weekend and his response was are we live? <laughs> 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 yeah. They they're feeling pretty good about it. George though, cool stuff. Yeah. You
0: know what? I mean? cool. Well done man. Got got up there. Yep. Got up there Carlos in second, Charles in third, Norris, Ocon, Alonso, Hamilton, Bottas, Ricardo Verstappen. Good qualifying for Bottas. He's missed the last couple of Q3s. I don't even think we saw him do a Q3 lap once. Well, he must have done one because he got over with Stappen. Well, that's what I mean. Like, he did a couple of hot laps. We just didn't see him. We saw all the other cars in Q3, but that's good for Bottas, right? And good for Alfa Romeo, again, sneaking up
1: into the top 10. Yeah, definitely. And very good for both of the McLarens. It was very good for every car that qualified behind Bottas. Mm. If he'd have done what he did last year.
0: No, and there was not really a big hint of that this year, too. Like, we were shaping up for another kind of wet start, looking like a gross day. Nothing. Did we even have a proper crash? There was a bit of debris on the track early there on. There was only
1: one DNF, and it unfortunately, it was Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, I know. That was right at the end. I know. There's but again, promising signs. Yeah. Promising-ish. There's a few ups and a few spins.
3: But no, nothing but major. But
2: nothing major, no. Was Nothing major. A, nah. Just Ricardo running into Stroll. and Stroll getting real angry. I stand by...
1: <laughs> Stroll's fault. It was Stroll's fault.
2: Clearly. Clearly.
1: I don't even remember what happened, but I do know it was Stroll's fault. It, here's what happened. You know how we always say Max is perfect and has never done anything wrong? Yep. Danny also has that... Monica of being perfect and has never done a single thing wrong. Never. I'm assuming he just ran wide in one of the corners. and no, Bumped he him. He just locked up and then went to the side. Little of understeer. Ah, yeah, it happened. Yeah, so it's Stroll's fault. It Stroll happens. shouldn't have been well, there. Why were you on the outside? Yeah. Why was why he you on, on the outside, on
0: the outside of Danny? Uri? What do we mean? Like you know, you're not going past him. Why were you? Why would you bother? Stay in your place. Stay which is 18th life.
3: to 20th.
0: <laughs> do we want to talk about the actual race, gentlemen? Sure. That's All right. Who are we going to start with?
1: Who are we going to start with today, gentlemen? Do we I'll want to start with someone who did well or to start with someone who did poorly? Let's what? start with our pain, so I can get it off my chest. Here we go. What do you want? What uh, What happened? How dare Ocon block Fernando Alonso and cause him to sign with Aston Martin? <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it now. That's the whole reason he signed. This was right off the line too. Wasn't yeah, it? right heading off the line. One. Heading into turn one. He was just sort of like all over the road defending against Alonso when Alonso was well quicker. And I think if Alonzo got ahead of him, it was a different race. Quite positive. It wasn't a bad weekend
0: for the Alpines. It was a double-point finish. Yeah. Eighth and ninth.
2: One of those people that got onto the poor strategy of hard
1: tyres. And so, they just they just sort of stuck it out. So. Yeah.
0: It really was the story of this race, wasn't it? It was at the pit stops. If you went hard tyres, you weren't really going forward. And that was kind of where your race was going to stay. And if you picked soft or medium... It was like, okay, we're still on, we have the ability here, and they would pretty much jump anyone on the hards.
2: The the tyre strategies were interesting this weekend around the board.
1: Well, do you know that Pirelli, they put out their recommended tyre strategies, and the hard didn't factor into any of their tyre strategies that came out? Not a single one recommended using the hards during the race, and we've seen so many teams use it. And is that just because of
0: the allotment you get? They were like, Well, this is what we have.
1: No, I reckon it was because of the conditions. They knew that the hard tires probably were going to take a while to fire if at all get up there to get the temperature in. So it was like and it's like Danny said, it was like driving on ice. Yeah. But why do you think so many teams reach for the hard? Like that's all they because, had left. Well, they probably burnt through their mediums and they yeah. had no choice. Yeah. Especially, Especially if they, they did couldn't an extra put a run or two in qualifying. You couldn't do medium, medium soft unless you ran long on the second set of mediums like uh, teams like Hamilton, Science, and all that did. And probably Charles as well. Like that, That's where it killed Charles's race because Charles could have probably ran longer, but we'll talk about that in Ferrari. Exactly. Ocon, though, did swerve around off the line.
0: It did cause Fernando to kind of come off the pace and slot in.
1: Yeah, and
2: Alonso definitely wasn't happy with Ocon
1: yeah. all weekend.
0: No, he came with the radio more than once.
2: Yeah, There was another time when Daniel Ricciardo came out of the pits and they were fighting instead of
1: backing off and just getting ahead of Danny, they sort of just, like, let Danny through. Yeah. I did. Danny was, was just a
2: mad dog. Just yeah. <laughs>
1: both of them on the outside.
0: <laughs> he did. He just kind of rocked up and went, well, Fine. there's a spot there. I'll take that, thank you. Yeah. Well, great. That was I probably passed to the weekend. Yeah. Because it was the only double pass we saw.
2: And it had Danny in it. Yeah. There might have been one other double pass. Yeah, not that I remember. The
1: Danny one was <laughs> so The Danny one was the only
0: one. I Danny one was about, better. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now that we know that Alpine's having a, a lineup change for next year, assuming Piastri's stepping into that role, it'd be crazy to think anyone else is going in there. It'd have to be
2: Piastri. When's he going to have a free practice? That's what I want to know. I want to see him in the car. Yeah. I think it'll be after the mid-season break now. It you know, has to be, just doesn't it? taking Fernando's <laughs> spot in one of the practices. Uh,
1: I think, get, is it three they have to run or two? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like so they have the, done one and there's 10 races left.
0: Yeah, they have to do sacrifice three for a young driver.
1: I can see them just sacrificing Spa, Monza, and Zandvoort, Something Same like them. that, or Abu Dhabi at the end of the year when it's yeah. all said and done. Oh, true. Because they'll be there for... Because they'll definitely... Be there. What they'll want is they'll want Piastri in there sooner rather than later so Piastri can start giving ideas for next year's car. Yeah. Because now they're probably going to do what Mercedes did with Bottas last year and just cut him out. I would be, especially, especially heading to Aston Martin,
0: which is, is a not competitor. doing well, but they're a competitor. And you know how much money they've invested into giving themselves the next level. Like They've got the campus coming. They've got the bigger wind tunnel coming. They're doing a whole bunch of big infrastructure to make they, them a better race team.
1: They are. They bought themselves a guy to sit on the hill at Milton Keynes to take photos of the Red Bull. Yep. <laughs> Probably. It's Lawrence. <laughs> Goes there on his lunch break. Looks at what get, he could be. Get, gets a drone that just hovers over him. And we'll
0: see. like, But yeah. Alpine in again, they're right where they want to be.
2: L-Plan is still kind of working? Absolutely. L-Plan's on his way out. What are you talking about?
0: The 100
1: race plan. (laughs) Alpine's official race plan. Yeah, that's not L-Plan anymore. (laughs) Oh, by the way, before we continue on, I forgot something at the sub news. He'll finish this year on 299 races. Oh, why did he have to get COVID at
0: the start of the year? Oh, I know. Surely you can bring him back for a guest spot. Maybe Fernando steps out and tries
1: to do IndyCar again next year for one race at Monaco. He's hoping. But, yeah, he's going to miss out on 300 by one race. Do you reckon that's on purpose?
2: No. Surely not. This is how it is. But overall, good weekend for Alpine. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Both got points. Both got points. They were top of the mid-pack, weren't they? Apart from Lando.
0: About that, yeah,
2: yeah. they
1: both they. Well, Lando beat them, but yeah, that's what I, mean, I think. Yeah. Overall, they would have scored more points because Dane didn't get in the points. Well, speaking of, let's
0: let's jump into that because they McLaren and Alpine were racing each other this weekend. Yeah, their goal was to beat McLaren's goal was to beat Alpine, and, and Alpine's goal was to beat McLaren. And I think they both are going to be saying that they kind of won that fight because you had
1: a double points for Alpine, but a single. Uh, more points for Lando. More points for Lando. So, Lando came in seventh and Danny finished in fifteen.
0: 15. So, pretty big gap there. But, you know, strategy
1: choices come yeah. into play there. Danny got put on the hards. And that was probably what killed his race. Yep. yep. And he also got that penalty at the end. And he did. But if penalty. he hadn't got the hard tyres, he wouldn't have been in that position. Yeah. He probably would have been a lot higher, to be honest. Now, Lando also went to the hards, didn't he?
0: Yes. Yep. But he had better track position. He was naturally a couple of tenths
1: quicker all weekend in yep. every session where we looked. Another thing I learned too is uh, they questioned Lando about his relationship with Danny and how he feels that Danny's not doing as poorly. And he turned around and said, look, it, it doesn't reflect well on me either. I'm with Danny every ch- chance I can. I'm there helping him. I want him to do better. Like Lando really took it to heart how they was sort of like trying to put them against each other, and he was like, "No, like I'm I'm trying to help the poor guy. I want him to do well. So he's in it. He's in it for Danny as well, which I think is really nice. And I know Jack's looking at me like this guy's a squid. I don't. I care. hate everything I'm hearing. I will take my headphones off. I I don't like him.
0: Good weekend though for McLaren. It's not a forgettable one.
1: Oh, I think it was for Danny, but only because of the strategy option.
0: And it was, look, it was mainly strategy. He ended up, what, down there. And the penalty didn't bloody help either. That's really no. what's throwing him off the uh, off the money there. But all in
1: all, they're doing okay-ish. ish. They still they still need to work on some things over this mid-season yeah. break.
2: They have a very qualifying card to put them up there and then they hold on for the rest. And they're planned to let the top one of them or a few of them DNF and then get those points is slowly whittling away.
0: Yeah, they're not, they're clearly stuck this year from all the progress they had over the last few to coming to grips with the new car and making it all work. They've definitely taken a step backwards. But it wouldn't
1: shock me if they've just written off this year and they are developing a 2023 car that could come out and blitz it. I think it'd have to be. At this point I'd be like, oh, we can throw like this to try and get us a little bit closer, but all my money and all my time should be based on that next year car. Because
2: right now they're just trying to beat Alpine. They're not going to beat the rest. If they do that and work at next year.
0: And Alpine's got them seven out of ten times, I'd say, this year. Yeah. They are better strategy-wise, better results-wise, better consistency-wise, like with pace and qualifying. But pretty good for McLaren. I don't think they'll be super devastated with this. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. Who next from the Mercedes engine
1: group? Let's move to the more forgettable of the two. Let's go to Williams.
0: We can talk about Williams.
1: They, what, 17th and 18th? So Albon, keep in mind Albon was compromised at the start of the race. He had to come in and change his front wing. He's got smashed to pieces turn, I want to say one. Turn one one or or two, two. yeah, yeah, right in the beginning. And as soon as that happened, he he was out of it. There was not much he could do at that point.
0: No, and he is really the only person at Williams who you can kind of look at his performances and get a read of the car. Latifi's a bit all over the shop. Every now and then he'll put together an incredibly quick lap, but then the, the consistency that he has from lap to lap just isn't quite there. He'll top a session randomly
1: <laughs> and then do nothing in qualifying. Well, that's how they tried to console him after the race. He Because um, he came in last, didn't he? Or close to it. No, second last, second last, and they came over the radio like, "Look, you did well in FP3, like that was really positive." And he's like, "I don't give, I don't give a shit about Saturday. I want to know what's happened now. We've gone from P1 to P20, and now P18. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I can explain okay. the P1
1: to P20 real easy,
0: Nick. No one else is trying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where that happened." Everyone else has been like, "Yeah, bro, we're just warming yeah. the tires up." Sorry, so
2: inflated your ego, but you were never that. good. Yeah, you
0: weren't. You weren't. You weren't <laughs> not actually not the quickest. And as as for race day, look, but he's clearly one of the twenty best drivers on the planet. Questionable. Bought and paid for. But he's also, when I say he's one of the best, he's kind of maxes out as eighteen. Like you know what I mean? That's where his talents kind of at. He's not as fast as the
1: others. Well, you, You've got to remember, Formula 1's 18 of the best drivers. And Plus two, two and paid seats. And two paid seats. Two box seats. And he's got one of them. He does. There you go. That And uh, he won't have it at the end of the year. I don't think so. Not with the way Logan Sargent's going. No,
0: and like, at this point, really? What, what have you got to lose? The damage bill's going to be the same if a new kid comes in and smashes it up as much as you got. You really, you know what I mean? Yeah. After three years, that's... Where I'd be putting my money,
1: Dor- Doralton are sick of it. Yeah, at this point, surely they're like, uh, "What results has he got to show?" Yeah, and I know that he did just
0: finish like just behind his his teammate too. But Album had a compromised yeah. race,
2: still passed him on track and did well. Yeah, there you go. He's not as good as like to have a forced pit stop, have your strategy compromised, and still be better than your teammate. There's something wrong with your teammate. Right?
0: Yep, that's Williams. That's it. We remember. That's them. really. Yeah.
1: <laughs> then we move on to Aston, I guess.
0: Is there anything we really need to add to Aston apart from their driver change-up this weekend? Ha- I want
1: to say, Seb Seb did well. He got past Stroll, and yeah. then he got to dance. They had,
2: they had a good battle. They've been battling a bit for the last couple of weeks, and he finally got him this week. It was good to see. He did. He came in 10th. Stroll came in 11th. So he yeah. picked him for the point. And then they were saying if it wasn't for the virtual safety car that ends, Seb thought maybe he was going to get one of the Alpines.
1: Well, he had the pace to do it. <coughs> yeah. He really did. It was just unfortunate he stopped on the track. However, I have a conspiracy theory when we get to Alfa Romeo. Here we go. That's going to be interesting. Stroll. Whatever. Yeah, still wet rag. Yep. Whatever. Seb. Still a dish pig.
3: Not Not Seb. Seb. (laughs) I
1: meant that for Stroll. Seb's still one of the greatest of all time. Legend. I'm really sad to see him go. And I'm even sad that Alonzo's taking his seat. But again, just that's... I'm glad Alonzo's staying though. It's nice to have some
0: like stately gentlemen of the sport remain in it. Yeah. Because after them, we're on to people like... Well, Lewis Lewis is the last
1: it, And then Danny. Danny. They'd be the oldest. Then after that, you've got people like VB. And then we go really young. And then there's science and
0: then there's the rest. Yeah, pretty much. And everyone else in that age group is like very early twenties. So they'll be around for a while. Yeah. We're looking at a strange part of the sport where it's like, okay, we're running out of like the some of the older guys.
3: But
2: it, it kind of shows it kind of shows that Lewis and Daniel kinda have to stick around. But like there's talk about like, oh, Lewis didn't go very good this year, might retire. His what do you mean? <laughs> he just got two seconds in a row. I oh, know, but that was the talk at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah. it was a load of shit. And now they're talking about Danny, I don't know, about retiring, but not being good. There's well, still some There's
1: They're still fighting eight.
2: the perch, boy. There is. Yeah, 100%. Seeing Lewis, i oh, we'll probably talk this when we get to Mercedes, but Lewis. That's next. Yeah, we are. We, we are We might as well just move
0: into Mercedes. There's nothing more to say on Aston. No. There
2: really isn't. So what do you want to say about Lewis? Lewis, at post-race, looked like there was fire in his tummy. Oh, it there's looked, it looked like he enjoyed the thrill of the race, and it was great to see.
1: To bring the racer back out at him, he's been on top for so long. like, Obviously, it gets a lot boor- really boring watching Lewis just dominate. So to see Lewis actually be Lewis again and be a fighter, scrapping for everything, it was just no matter where he comes, he's just thankful for it. It's yeah. really good remind- to
0: see. It. it also helps remind us, like, oh, this is why the whole world fell in love with this kid in the first place. Definitely. Because, you know, if you're relatively new in the sport or you shockingly came in, Mid his dominance, and you didn't watch him build it. You you do see the very clean, boring version of Lewis, where it's just like, "Yeah, we won again. We worked really hard for it." Now you're watching, me like, "Oh yeah, bro, you're working really hard for every position you're getting."
1: Massive weekend
0: for Mercedes. What second and third?
1: Yep, yeah, second double podium and, and a pole position on top of that. It's first non-Ferrari yep. or Red Bull pole position this year. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's and, been and car- Sainz has only
0: gotten one, and so I- Checo's only gotten one or two, maybe one, one, which means it's essentially just been Charles and Max, yeah. and yeah, and Max, but probably mainly Charles. Yeah. Did, did they get fastest lap as well, Mercedes?
1: They did. Lewis yeah. got fastest lap on the last so lap. Right.
2: Yep. So that car's going good, as we were saying the other week. It, the trajectory of that car, yeah, is looking it's great. Scary.
1: Yeah,
0: and if they go on to do well. A lot. We've seen a lot of the teams mirror their car off the Red Bull. We've seen Haas mirror theirs off the Ferrari. No one's followed. Williams has. Williams are slowly starting to lose the side pods. Okay, so we have started to see a team move yes. towards the Mercedes and aspect.
1: If you, if you look at F122, if you look at the Williams and the Mercedes, they look strangely similar in body type. Okay. That's okay. Lazy graphic designers.
3: No, even the
1: cars itself, they do look... They're starting to look similar. So we're starting to see a little bit of a creep heading towards... From Williams
0: towards the Mercedes body type. Because if that thing keeps on the up and up, it's going to be unbeatable again. Definitely. Reliability, we can say they're the best. Yeah. 100%.
2: 100%.
0: Well, they've got a 99% finish rate. And even then... The finish rate was by driver choice. Yeah. <laughs> more than anything else. Yeah, it like was
1: Marshall choice rather Marshall than Marshall
0: choice. But you know what I mean? Like the car didn't break. He was like, I'm stopping this bad boy jet. I'm going to help someone. I'm going to help someone. But yeah, just okay, cool. Keep a close eye on what Williams does with their next upgrades then. Yeah. Because Definitely. if they um if
1: they move closer in that direction. See so if they add more paint to the car too, because they're still running parts of the car just straight carbon fiber. To shed weight. Yes. Yeah. Williams. Williams, they're heavy. So, Williams is heavy and they're shedding weight by just ditching the paint job yeah, slower and slower. Good. So, you'll see a lot more black on it than normal. It's not even paint, it's just the carbon fiber. <laughs> Maybe they couldn't afford the paint. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. George, good weekend. Can't complain
2: from yeah. a poll. Can't complain. I don't know really what let him down. It wasn't re- the great His thing personality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mercedes just have, I don't know if it's a trifecta of like good engineers, good car, reliable car, like that's one sector, a good driver. Yep. And then the strategist, whereas the other ones don't have
1: all the, the trilogy. Speaking of which, I actually did some research today and I found out eight of the 10 teams strategy officer, and there's only one that's a chief and that's James Bowser, at um, Mercedes. Yeah. Everyone else is like a senior, or a, they've got another role or something attached to the strategy. As so, strategy yes. and so, for example, uh,
2: what's Ferrari? Let me know.
1: I don't even know how to pronounce the Ferrari guy's name. <laughs> it's like I end with an umlaut, A K I Rueda or something, and they're the sporting and strategy director of Ferrari. Also, there's one, two, three female strategy officers. And there's Red Bull with Hannah Schmitz. Aston Martin has Bernadette Collins, who's just a strategy engineer. And Alfa Romeo has Ruth Boscombe. She's an Irish lass. But yeah, that was interesting. You want me to go through all of them? May as well. You've done,
0: there's like five at this point. Yeah, so so you've
1: got got James Bowles, Mercedes chief strategist. Red Bull has Hannah Schmitz, the principal strategy engineer. Ferrari has old mate, I don't even want to try and pronounce his name, Ineku Rueda or whatever. Sporting and strategy director. McLaren has Randip Singh, the director of strategy and sporting. Aston Martin has Bernadette Collins, the strategy engineer. Alpine has Yash Pathar, a senior strategy engineer. And Williams and Haas I couldn't find. And Alfa Romeo, as said, Ruth Boscombe, strategy engineer. Potato, potato to me. Yeah, really, <laughs> and funnily enough, the one at Alfa Romeo used to be the Haas one. She worked for Haas in the very first year, and then was poached by Sauber almost immediately.
0: There you go, there you go. I mean, because really, Mercedes does have their strategy on lock. They know yeah. they just know what they're doing when anything happens, and they're scary. Like it's it's I would be very nervous being the other teams, being like they had the biggest issues to start the year.
1: They've already fixed. They them. fixed
0: them. The issues that the other teams are going through have existed from the start of the year. No one's got new problems. Nope. And Mercedes is already on top of theirs. Had the sporting code changed at one point of the year to to make it safer
2: and fairer? Like they're not me- yeah. m- messing around in any way, shape, yeah. or form. And strategy was so important on the w- on the weekend. Yeah, oh, definitely. And we'll talk about it when we get to the the two other teams because I reckon that was. A big strategy call, which worked out for Red Bull.
1: So let's move on. We shall. Which
0: one we go on, Ferrari or Reds? Reese, you can decide. Red Bulls or the well, Ferrari trade.
2: We'll get onto the the Red Bulls. Onto the Red Bulls. Talk. I was going to talk about Red Bull and why I think strategy was so important for them. Okay, why go is for that. It. Their strategy. They looked at what Ferrari, their main competitor, had turned on, and it was a double medium. Therefore. If they had to pit to protect them against the overcut. Yep. What was they gonna do? What were they gonna do on lap I think it was forty or something or thirty eight. It was lap thirty eight
1: when yeah. Max came in to do that. Yeah, what what, what are they I gonna do? I didn't even think about that. Daddy's yeah, that fucking brilliant.
2: Yeah, what are they gonna do? They're gonna go soft Like they can't and they can't go medium again. So then they put leclerc on the hards and it just
1: compromised his race. Forced him onto a three stop. Yeah. I didn't even think of that that, that Charles came in to cover Max. Yeah. And it killed his race. Classic Ferrari though.
2: Yeah, but what yeah, what they should have they should have let him out and just kept going and put him on the softs at the end. Cuz we, we saw a couple we saw a couple
0: of the drivers run long on the second set of mediums, the Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. Mercedes, Carlos
1: um who was the other one? I can't remember the third one, but there was another one that yeah. did as well. And they s- Seb, yeah, it was Seb. Because Seb was charged on the softs at the end. The Mercedes weren't, yeah, the
2: Mercedes didn't crumble to that strategy. They're like, all right, we can't, this overcut is powerful, but our hand is dealt.
1: Yep. Yeah. And the, the other thing too was Max started on the softs. Yep. Where everyone else around him was on the mediums, except for George. George also started on the softs. softs. Which is why George finished on the medium. Yep.
0: Well, it was a decent weekend for Red Bull, all things considered. Yeah, it was great. Checo did
1: damage limitation.
0: Checo got back to fifth. Yeah. Which is, it's a weird thing to say. He's like, yeah, he got back to fifth when he went from 20th to fifth the week before. Or like a couple of weeks ago. But it also shows you which are the competitive cars. It's the top five. Because that's about <laughs> where you top can six. get. Top six. You can get about to the top five, six and be like, well, this is about as far as I can take it. So, he 10th to fifth. Max, Good. Max went
1: no. He was eleventh to fifth. Eleventh went tenth to first. And Max
2: went tenth to yeah. first. It really showed why Max is the world champion.
1: Yep. With no yep. asterisks, he is perfect no. and won that championship fair and square. As I pointed <laughs> out last week, the real mistake was when Hamilton left his brake magic on in Azerbaijan. It's called no points. That's yeah. That's where it was decided back and then, then. We w- called it. I was called an idiot at work for it, and I was asked <laughs> if I like shit thrown at me. No, I don't.
0: I wouldn't say that either of the Red Bulls, while having a very good weekend, did anything spectacular.
1: Max kind of just... I'd say Max did with his ex- slipping clutch because it was the rest of the race. I thought
2: you we were going to say slip and slide with his 360. He's that cool. too. He's getting good at them. Just pull them out. Now,
0: was that end of qualifying or was that during race? Oh, it was, was race. during race, wasn't it? Yeah. Just he just put those spin. soft
1: tyres on. No, it was no. Just, no, he's just or after he put his second set of mediums on. Yeah.
2: And he uh, just overtook Charles and Charles, Science, Charles and so He lost the
0: positions. I do remember and then, that. Yeah, it was like,
2: whoa, it was very exciting. And then he got him back easy.
0: Yep. Of course he did. But he was just, you know, started well, positioned his car right, made the moves when they were there, pit off played off relatively well, got home fine, took the win. Checo, much the same, just one place back. And Four then, places back. From the start, one place back. Fair enough. From the end, four places back. He didn't push the whole way. But that's Max's killer instinct, you know. That's also what you want Max to do. Push yeah. for the win. Alpha Tauri, though. Forgettable.
2: Forgettable. Way, forgettable.
0: Absolutely forgettable. where what, Charles uh, Pierre started from the pit lane? Yeah. Came 12th. Came 12th. That and was good.
2: Yeah, he said he was happy with his race. A lot of overtaking. But it Would have been an enjoyable day for him. And what else are you going to You're so behind, and that's the edge of your pack. So as long as you get past people that you should get past, there's not much you can do if you're so far behind.
0: Yeah, it's just it's like probably the fourth weekend where it's like, man, Pierre, if you did that five places up the grid yeah. and it's just he's had so many of those this year where it's like even Monaco was like started right near the back. He was the first person to put moves on and put the most moves on that weekend. He's fought here from essentially last place up to just behind the points. It's just rough for him knowing that that's what he was doing all last year, but playing from position six to twelfth instead of eighteenth to twelfth. Yeah, six to twelfth.
1: He was going twelfth to six. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> I do what you meant. The brackets still there. Man. The brackets so. there it makes sense. Yuki, forgettable shocker. Yeah.
2: He it, came last. Kind of shows him why he's maybe not going to get the seat next year.
0: you. Probably not. I know they've, they're they putting in a lot of effort to make sure they're giving him every opportunity yeah. to go there, but he was the only driver two laps down. Yeah. And
1: I don't think he had his race compromised like some of the others. Not really. I think he just... No, didn't. unless he was the one that hit Albon, but that wouldn't have done much damage to where they it hit
2: him. They didn't show much of the lower pack. A lot was going on at the top. The broadcast was... What do you
1: mean? You've seen him every time they've <laughs> passed him? Yeah, yeah, that
2: is the only time you saw him pass them. But there was it was a funny broadcast where they were showing the battles and two laps in it was getting heated and then they just cut away in the overtake. There's quite a few <laughs> cutaways from
0: when the commentators were definitely trying to set up a
2: bit of a discussion.
0: Yeah. I remember even in qualifying this a few times like now we'll get Martin to take you around a lap of this dude. And by corner three, it's like, and we're away.
2: <laughs> That's it. There's your lap. But then yeah, they replayed most of the overtakes and there was just the top pack was this exciting. There was stuff going on. So, I didn't see much of what uh, Yuki was doing.
0: Let's have a chat about some of the ferrari
1: powered engines, eh? Okay. Where do we want to start? Let's start with Haas this week. Upgrades, I think, will work. They just need to get them to, like, they just need a few weeks, like you were saying. Magnussen's race was compromised. You can't judge it from that because once he came in, he was off sequence. There's noth- not really much you can do after that. Yeah, and he, what, he, he laughed around until he came 16th? Yeah, and,
2: and I think hit. he was one of the first people on the hards. Yeah. So he kind of...
1: Yeah, but he was forced onto the hards as well, same yeah. as Mick. And,
2: yep. and then so, I don't know, when other people start seeing that, you'd think they wouldn't put the hards on, but more people put the hards on. But yeah, he ha- didn't have a great race.
1: Yeah, but you see a Haas put hards on and struggle. You're like, well, it's sort of... Ex- <laughs> it, they're still under <laughs> this mindset where they, the Haas is still a struggling team, but they're not anymore. They, no. they are doing better.
0: They had done quite bad and he he he's a weekend we go yeah it was a really bad weekend they came 14th and 16th yeah which used to be celebrations for the team back in the day two years ago last year even yeah if they managed to push up into the top 15
1: that was that was huge for them once to get a bigger boat with now 15.
0: yeah now we're sitting on the other side going yeah 14th and 15th pretty rough there was a compromised race they're running two separate cars with upgrades not shocking but they're not Like, that's still better than their best of yesteryear. So Haas doing well. Again, once those upgrades are really bought out of the box and truly understood, I reckon they're going to be, again, another three, four tenths up the grid. And those upgrades look like they've had an immediate two to three tenths. We've seen the McLaren ones come in three weeks ago, three, four races ago now, and only really just come into fruition this weekend. Yeah these Haas upgrades might be pretty significant, considering it's like one of the three upgrades they're going to do this year as well. Exactly. I reckon it's going to be huge
1: yep. once they figure it out. Alfa Romeo, on the other hand... Um, can I do my conspiracy now? You may as well. Oh, What's your conspiracy. So, back into the race, who was charging through the pack, trying to get the win? Lewis. Seb. Lewis was charging. <laughs> Lewis. 100%. And then, all of a sudden... Second last lap, there's an Alfa Romeo that pulls over to the side of the road, unable to move up anymore because there's a VSC which hampered Lewis's chance to win the race. So I so, reckon um, Valtteri did it out of spite to Mercedes. Yeah, it was just like, no, nah, no wins for you.
0: Where was he running? Where he came when he fell out? Where was he? Was he in the points when I, he pulled off the yeah, road? Yeah, I
1: think he was tenth.
0: All right. So in that case, it does add it adds more to the theory. Him knowing he was in points right because he actually has something don't to lose I think he was in 10th I
1: think I thought he was in 10th
0: no last like, last time I
1: remember saying his name he was in 10th yeah no because I'm pretty sure
2: stroll and and vedal was fighting for points and I Maybe was he was exciting. like 12. Yeah.
1: so he like, was around there look it was in the he was in that range either way like he's just like I'm not gonna get anything out of this race it's, it's worth one point he got a DnF which <laughs> means 20 and where did
0: Joe end up coming in he was what 13.
1: And he had a pretty forgetful weekend.
0: On all things considered, again,
1: it's it it is the track
0: setup that it works worst for the Afro May team. Middle middle to high speed corners. Well, there's, not really,
1: there's not even that many high speed corners around there. There's just a lot of windiness. A lot of windiness, but yeah, also.
0: It's, it's not a not every corner's a crawl. You know what I mean? They're hanging in that. They've got revs. The car's under torsion. Yeah. It's moving at speed, and we know that car doesn't like going around bends at any form of speed. This okay. is the worst setup for the Alfa Romeo, so no points. where the other teams are looking better. That's what happens. Fair enough. Big boy Ferraris? Oh, yeah. God. How good is their strategy? That's seriously got to be the only... Only thing they really need to look at at the moment is we are not making any good decision that is supporting have, our weekends.
1: They have not made a good strategy selection in like 3 or 4 years. At what point do they fire their strategy guy and just to bring in someone new with some fresh eyes? And it comes down from
2: when I when they put on them mediums, even the commentators were questioning it because it the hards. No, 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 the second mediums because it shows your hand and then it forces you into you kind of had to put softs on but not really and then it the other people can pit yeah, I and guess get the so. overcut. and it's it was just a
1: really it, I reckon their
2: race was over from then.
1: They put themselves in a box.
0: Yeah. That allowed everyone
1: else to play around them. Yeah. What what they should have done. I I know this is hindsight 2020 but if you look at what George and Max did they both started on the softs and they pushed to what lap like 16, 17, 18, yeah. around that period, then put mediums on, did a long stint, and then had a short run to the end with mediums. I think that would have been the perfect strategy for Ferrari yeah. on Charles. But Charles even was up there in the front row when he seen when they seen George putting softs on. The first thing they should have done was put softs on Charles.
2: But even the I don't know why the mediums just didn't go longer. As soon as they went to the softs. The first stint, yeah, the they first did get Matira, so
0: they had material on the pit wall. And they brought him in. They even kind of questioned a bit, a little bit being like, oh, you know, you kind of reacted to the two guys on soft tires when you had the yeah. tire advantage. And Mattia kind of waffled his way around. it's like, oh, well, you know, like, we got to cover them. Sort of just being like, oh, you guys were waiting for everybody else to base all your decisions off. But unknowingly gave yourself only one real strategy yeah. towards the end there, like going from mediums to mediums knowing that where they were going to last is, that last stint was too short for a set of softs.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: Definitely. It was just... You couldn't do another set of mediums. You were stuck with the hards, and every single driver that put the hards on... Went backwards. Went backwards. We had the Alpines, Haas. McLaren. McLaren. Everyone else kind of managed to work their race where they went soft, medium, medium, and ended up with the... The proper
1: results, or medium, medium, soft, or medium, medium,
2: soft, and
0: just which is what Carlos
1: did.
2: Medium, soft, mediums. Didn't see any of them, and I reckon that would have been
3: that's
1: what that's what Ferrari should have done. Yeah, that's what they should have done with Charles. They should have gone medium, soft, medium, because they would have known that the when they seen George put the mediums on, there's no way he's going to the end. Same with Max; he's put the mediums on, he's gonna have to stop again. At that point, just compromise your strategy. Don't go for this one-stop bullshit. Just go for two stops. And it was. It was really a huge loss for Ferrari in the end. You had
0: your championship rivals starting both of them behind you and the next lot of championship rivals. You had Mercedes essentially one driver in front, but one again right behind or a good few places behind. It was just... It can't be easy being Charles or Carlos knowing that you're trying to put together a championship winning run that you can't really rely on the strategy calls. Because the strategy calls aren't destroying a race by like, they're not being like, turn left into the wall now. (laughs) But they're not far off where you're looking at second and third guaranteed on
1: the podium to coming in in what? Sixth. Fourth and sixth. So, old mate, Rock Power Mohawk, best YouTube channeler. He did a little thing today on Ferrari strategy calls from Charles from Imola to France. Yep. yep. So I just want to run you through this. And so Charles said after France that he's left 32 points on the table. Yeah. However, it's a hell of a lot more than that if you think about it. So he started Imola, he, put, he puts it into the barriers, he comes sixth instead of first. Yep. Uh, Miami, he. Doesn't do anything wrong. Ferrari remembers not to screw him over. He comes second. That's 18 points. That's a successful weekend. Next was Spain, where his engine decided it didn't want to work anymore. It blew up. It blew up, and he lost 25 points from the lead. He then goes to Monaco, where Ferrari remember their Ferrari and bring him in when Carlos is pitting, costing him first place and sending him to fourth. Yep. At Azerbaijan, Ferrari went, well, remember what we did last week? I got one better for you. Blew his engine up from the win. That's another 25 points left on the table. After that, it was Silverstone. Yep. Silverstone. They left him out on hard tyres when everybody else pitted for softs. Left him, he got eaten up. He got, he got eaten got alive. Carlos' first win, though. I know. But that's another 25. 25- well, wherever he came. He came like fourth, didn't he? Yeah. So that's like 15 points he's left on the table at that race. Then Uh, we go to Austria. He wins that. No issues because Ferrari were too concerned of cooking uh, Carlos alive. (laughs) Uh, Then we go to France. France was next, yes? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Where before Ferrari... Austria, sorry. No, 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 we've done Austria. That that was Carlos burning. That was Carlos burning alive. And then there was... Uh, France, where before Ferrari could even make a call on Charles' strategy, he's like, you know what? That barrier looks really nice. I'm going to put my car into that. And then last night at Hungary, he goes from probably, he probably should have won that race. Yeah. Let's be real. He probably should have won that race. But because of strategy, he ends up in six. So going into, coming out of France, he'd lost 123 points total yeah. due to Ferrari's mistakes. Which is what? It about is. the gap to max anyway, isn't it? The gap to max is over 100 now. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I, thi-
2: I, th- I reckon Ferrari, that is a Ferrari. When when Charles said that the other day, he was taking full ownership of the points that but he, he lost, lost but which if is yeah. the 70-odd. Yeah. But then it's also a strat- like sometimes when the strategy is Good drivers would go, no, that's not a good strategy. Like
0: Carlos did. We've yeah. seen Carlos do it. We've seen Lewis do it. Yeah. We've seen Max do it. We've seen every driver with a d-
1: fight back against their team in some way, shape, or form. Charles just follows them blindly and then wonders why he's hundred, probably like 130-something points behind yeah. Max now. This, this fight would be a hell of a lot better and a hell of a lot closer if Ferrari stopped fucking Charles over. Yeah, it would have been a lot better if, yeah, Monaco
2: was a big one. Silverstone, I don't know why. Spain as well. Yeah. Just pure, just
1: engine going. Yeah. yeah. But, like, if you look at it, it's it's not Charles that's screwing himself over. Like, you can yeah. attest one of those to Charles screwing himself over. The rest of them or, were Ferrari,
3: basically. Or, Im- yeah.
2: Imola in France, I reckon he screwed. Like, he was, and that's what he was saying. I was just pushing too hard. I wasn't focusing. I was in front, and I was just getting hungry, too hungry, and I just pushed it too hard in a position I didn't have to push. Of course he was hungry.
1: He was in Hungary.
0: (laughs) Surely as as an organization, surely Ferrari would be taking this seriously and going, Hold on a second. We have a driver here who should by all rights be leading, if not just behind. Yeah. In this championship. We have a we have a car for the first time in five, six years that rightfully should be the one or two in the world constructors. And they're not anymore. I think yep. Red Bull and Ferrari have one, two. No, it's Red Bull and Mercedes. So Red Bull, yeah. That's what I meant. Red Bull and Mercedes. Every metric you're looking at Ferrari season, the question always has to flow back to like this, for what we've built, this isn't where we should be. And that is the organization's fault. The drivers are both about where you want them. Despite a couple of mistakes.
2: My big question is, like, I reckon Max is going to win this. Construction, the true championship. <laughs> yes, the <a> true one.
1: <laughs> Who's Right. I is think Red
2: Bull's in pole position for that one. But oh. is
1: Mercedes going to crawl back? I think they'll crawl back and they may cause a fight towards the end They're of the season. they far back behind, I think. But I think just the sheer...
0: Volume justice. of wins that the Red Bull team will get will still keep them ahead in the end, I think. Yeah. The, the sheer amount of number ones and twos they'll finish
2: with will keep... Yeah, but they're not getting ones or twos. That's my point. It's a
0: good Mercedes
1: point.
2: Mercedes keeps getting these two and three. and I'm. I i
1: don't see it being Mercedes uh, win unless something catastrophic happens to Red Bull in yeah, a few well, races. Yeah, well, that's not unheard of this season. Oh, I think they're over it. It was just teething issues at the start. I think it's fine now. I think the team that's struggling the most with reliability is going to be Ferrari going forward. And Mercedes have already pipped Ferrari. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't. I don't see huge amount of change happening at the constructors' end, which is fine because no one cares about it anyway. <laughs> Drivers' championship <laughs>
2: wise,
1: safe money's on Max at this point. Safe money. I'll, g- I'll give you a little, little but, fact too. If Charles was to win every race, including the sprints, from now until the end of the season, every single one, but Max came second in every single one, he still loses the world championship. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's incredible. Charles would have more wins and he'd still lose. Because Ferrari issues. But it's Ferrari. He's not winning. He'll be yeah. lucky to win three or four more. No. Let alone all of them. After that performance on the weekend, I was like,
2: Max is gonna win this. There's no doubt in my mind that Max is not gonna win this season. There's nothing that can you can put him down. He could start 20th and I reckon still win a race.
1: Yeah, because I he's dare perfect. say so, yeah.
0: Like but he's that, that Red Bull car is on another level. While, while it's not perfect, and we do see small issues pop yeah. up, but we had a DRS one in Spain, we've had a little bit of power delivery shenanigans this weekend. But on the whole, those little issues, while they might be frustrating, are still not slowing the car down enough to, to stop Max, to stop Max on, on the run that he's on. And look, let's be real, last night wasn't a win he should have gotten any which way. No. no, it should have been Charles's both, win. Yeah, both Ferraris and both Mercedes were in better positions from the outset to win that race. Mm-hmm. Even, even Checo, starting right behind him, had a larger percentage chance to win that race out of the two of them than they normally have against each other. Well, he got a better start. Yep, and Max still, you know what I mean? And that's that luck aspect of the sport where it's like, and what happened, it's like, well, you know, the Ferrari guys made a bad decision and that was lucky and that helped me and We made all the right decisions, and our time worked, and a little bit of that's luck too, and like all those little areas where you look at it, Max Verstappen and his side of the garage have everything where they need it to continue and build upon towards the end of the year. I reckon we can mostly call it and be like, look, chances are Max.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'd say I'm sitting at an eighty-five percent.
1: Oh, Max, uh, sports better be paying like a dollar twenty.
0: The only thing that will change it is the first two or three weeks coming out of the mid-season break. That's really where I think we'll see the most mix-up because either the Red Bull will stay the same, get better or get worse, and so will every
2: other team. Yeah, but as that's a crazy thing. If, if, if Max comes second, like he doesn't have to... As long as he's not DNFing and he's not too far out of the top... And ensuring that Charles
0: doesn't win... Or like but he's not a going win- to. Like misses a win once or twice, yeah. and then you s- you've you definitely it, yeah. sealed it.
2: Yeah, yeah. With Mercedes coming up and looking better than Ferrari now, it's just inevitable that he's just going to peel out in front. I, I think know. so. He's I made
1: a jump. And I don't think either Mercedes is in the driver's hunt either. I, I think they'll drop too much at the start. Yeah, they're not in the hunt at yeah, all. Yeah, no.
0: And I think the reason we're seeing them as such a successful team is they're not even checking the driver's championship. I reckon after, what, week four, they would have looked at their boys and been like... This is our focus so that next year you guys can figure it out and fight between yourselves or drivers. Yeah. We're doing this constructors-wise because apparently some people, there's two people in Australia who care about us <laughs> winning the constructors and they'll both be fucking stoked when we get this again.
1: What do you mean? I'll be devil if they win it again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want Red Bull to win it. But at least I said he cares about the Drivers' Championship. I
1: just want a little battle at the
2: end. I don't want the season to be over with six races left.
0: Yeah, that's also a good point too. I look, I think that's happening this year, yeah. <laughs> yeah where it will be exciting is we can we can fall back to the old school one formula one point five model where we cut off the first three teams and go, well, that's a tone competition. we all celebrate like Alpine winning formula one point five, yeah, but we don't want that we want them to be all in it we do we do anything else gentlemen, you want to add to hungry? No, I'm just hungry, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. are we doing dinner tonight, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. That's our little review of the Hungarian Grand Prix and a bit of news for you, too. We will provide some updates on where we think the driver market's going to head in the
1: next couple of weeks. I've got one for you. Alonzo de Aston. <laughs> See, that's exactly You've what heard I it was, here first.
0: I was thinking of that earlier. That's my line. <laughs> I still think they should have went with Latifi. They shouldn't have. Uh, please reach out to us on all social media. It's a mid-season break. We're not really having a break. We'll have content coming out semi-regularly. I say
1: that because we're probably not going to be putting them out on the same days. No, I'm thinking... I think we're going to do a mid-season review for the drivers at some point. Maybe we'll record it this week, but we put it out early next week. We do the F2 one next week, put it out the end of next week. Yep. And then we give ourselves a two-hour window to do the commentary one and put that out just before the end of the third week
0: sounds perfect to me and apart from that thanks very much guys and we'll catch you next time there you are. Listen in. good listening good field goal against him on the weekend
1: oh fantastic
2: Putty. yeah I watched two games
1: what did Which, you watch, watch what, what games you watch I watched the Sharkies play that's
0: yeah, the one we're,
2: talking, we're talking, about. talking about oh great yeah. yeah
1: and then a little bit of the um, the Broncos I guess Another good game because the Tigers got something they deserved a week ago. Yeah. There was a
0: couple of good games. I tell you what, you're lucky or the manly players weren't playing. Otherwise, you guys would have gotten bumped. That was embarrassing. Bruce yeah. played like a manly team missing seven players yeah, like, and
1: still <laughs> played like absolute beat shit. Beat them. Like, that second half just. was one of the most embarrassing. Second it was a,
0: a shocking Roosters game of footy. I a smoke right Loving the It's good, man. He's, he's smashing that button whenever he feels like it. <laughs> you can do it again if you want. You have to cut it out. There's a
3: blue
0: button. No, most of them do nothing. I don't even know how I've got a blue button set.